Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, Cutting the Chicane. Today, James, you've returned. I have returned. You have returned. How's it feel? Was my introduction better or worse than the last one? <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I can't remember the last one. Oh wait, yeah, because you haven't watched it. <laughs> oh, yes, watched the listened. podcast. You pulled me up on that, that <laughs> last week. You are not getting away with this. <laughs> oh. Right, race. Or should we go quali first? Well, that's what we did last week. We did, didn't we? I mean, Q1, Sonoda. Let's 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 have a ponder on Sonoda because, I mean, he kind of just belly danced into the tires. <laughs> well, it's an easy mistake to make because F1 cars are not easy to drive, and well, yeah, just over the bump, got caught on the wind and in the fence. His car wanted to go backwards, but the transmission wanted to go forwards, I'm pretty sure. So then he kind of created the juddering. Yeah. I mean, that looks terrifying for the car, because that's the kind of thing that would cut your car in half. Uh, The car looked all right, though, and he obviously didn't have any problems in the race. No, he came 13th in the race, which is quite significant, actually. He came from 20th to 13th. Yeah, he started in the pit lane in the end. Did he actually? I, I believe so. I'm sure I saw Dancing him. Grid, I'm checking this. I'm sure I saw him in the, in the pit lane. Yeah, he doesn't even qualify in the grid. He's, he took a pit lane start. Yeah. I don't know why, though. So, yeah, prime journalism, that. <laughs> um, I mean, he red flagged the entire thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it even looked more like Baku when Schumacher went to the fence. <laughs> he caused a red flag as well. Which ironically put him through to Q2 for the first time. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it because his car was messed up. Did the wheel on, I think it was the left front wheel, the um, axle snapped or something, didn't it? Absolutely destroyed the thing. I want to say something controversial. I think Schumacher was good enough on pure quality pace that he would have got through anyway. Yeah. He actually beat George Russell. He was only a tenth off Giovinazzi, even if Stroll had been moved up. Yeah. When he red flagged the, the session, didn't the session had stop because there was like 22 seconds left or something? Yeah. I mean, common rule for those people who don't know it. Obviously, if there's not enough time to get out there and start another flying lap, they don't even bother restarting yeah. the session. Because that's what because they did at Monaco, didn't they? Monaco, they um, Charles Leclerc crashed into the barriers and then they kind yeah. of just stopped the session. Yeah, and obviously it's the same thing in every single session at Baku. But anyway. the other thing I did want to say is, before we get to Q2, we'd had five sessions in a row with at least one red flag, and we'd had eight flags, red flags in the last five qualifying sessions or something like that. Well, maybe this is just 2021. It's a good season. It is a good season, though. Right, anyway, Q2. Well, no, 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 we haven't talked about the, the, the deleted times. Lance Stroll exceeding track limits, turn six. Thoughts, please. Are we really making a meal out of that one? <laughs> well, yes. I've, I've driven France a lot of the sim. I do not like it, but that corner is very difficult to get right because the sooner you accelerate, the more time you gain. And yeah. it's just people pushing it just beyond the limit. And that's what an F1 driver is paid to do. They push the limits more here because there's less of a penalty if you make a mistake. Yeah, Gasly did it the same thing in Q2, I think. Q3, Q2. But we've had this in seasons gone by where you've had times deleted 
more or less every lap for people extending a tiny bit too far because they're trying to gain more time. Yeah. Anyways, Q2. What I noticed was Norris came in and just didn't really finish the session. But yeah, that was a bit strange, but not especially weird. The big surprise for me was Esteban Ocon, because Alpine had been quick. Every single practice session, they've been in the top 10, as far as I remember. I can check that now. Yes, Ocon was top eight every single practice session. And then to not even make the top 10 in quality was a bit of a shock. Interesting. Especially as he ended up that session behind Fernando Alonso, who he'd beaten in every single practice session. Why do you think that is? Uh, maybe he was just unlucky. Uh, had a bad lap. I mean, it happens. You can make a mistake on both your quality laps. It affects you. He must have been gutted, though. It's his home, home race. Well, yeah, but you don't score points on a Saturday. That's not the point, though. Well, that is the point. You kind of you want to impress the crowds, even in quality, because it's your home race. Well, yes, you do, and especially as we had a crowd back for one of the first races. Yay! And, Shout out to and he's only done one Grand Prix before, uh, in twenty eighteen, of which he made three corners before Gasly crashed into him. I mean, twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen were interesting starts to the race. There yeah. was few drive-offs, few crashes, I'm pretty sure as well. I think Yeah, 2018 was a bit of a melee at the start because we yeah. had three French drivers. They were all out by turn five. Yeah, they were, weren't they? Because um, didn't... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. i got to remember this now. Grosjean, Gasly and Ocon. Yeah. Gasly hit Ocon. Grosjean got caught up with someone else. I knew there was crashes. But yeah, they were all out. Because I watched the highlights on YouTube. You've just been flicking through YouTube for the past week trying to make yourself more prepared. No, I actually did watch Quali and the race yesterday on Channel 4. Big up Channel 4 because it is Yes, good. big up Channel 4 for free F1 content. <laughs> Don't need that Sky Sports. <laughs> I can't afford it. it I'm young, expensive. I'm poor. Yeah, silent petition for whoever's in charge of F1 these days, I don't even know. Just please give us free-to-air live races. That's what we need. Young people have no money. We don't need sprint qualifying. Give us free television and we'll watch it. You'll make more money. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, that's enough of that. This has just turned into adverts now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Q3. I feel like throughout the whole of qualifying, though, even Q3, you could feel the tension between Mercedes and Red Bull. Like, Max was fast, and then Hamilton would go next, and he'd come, like, second. Then Bottas, and then Perez would join in as well. There was a lot of scrapping for it, for the front row, I think. Especially after Baku, because there was a lot of heat between them in Baku. And Verstappen, Hamilton, Bottas, they're all out for revenge, because they'd had a terrible week. Well, yeah, I think Verstappen was up for it. He was so quick in practice, and especially Q2, he was seven-tenths of a second faster than Hamilton. Yeah. And that's the kind of margin we really don't see anymore, and that was amazing. Do you want to go on to the race? Because the race, I mean... We haven't done Q3. You can't do Q1, Q2 race. Was there a lot to say about Q3, though? That's a fair point, actually, (laughs) because it's kind of just standard. The big surprise for me was, I know Valtteri had been on pace, but 
he actually did beat Perez and he got himself a third place on the grid. Yeah. I mean, Sainz stayed up in provisional pole for like, what, a little bit <laughs> until Max came round again. But the Ferraris didn't do very yeah. well. Uh, I mean, again, Sainz qualify- qualifying Leclerc, more experienced teammate at Ferrari, especially. Yeah. I mean, the Ferraris this weekend didn't do particularly well. <laughs> But had... in quali, they looked good. That's what matters. <laughs> That's what we were discussing last week. They're more of a quali car, aren't they, at the minute, than a racing car? Well, yeah, at the moment, especially last year, their car was absolutely terrible on race days. <laughs> I quote from last podcast, James 2021, the last Ferrari was a boat. <laughs> Remember you saying that. I have no shame in that. That's an accurate description. Tractor has also been referred to as well. And Combine Harvester. I think boat is more accurate here. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it can't go in any direction properly. <laughs> doesn't go very fast. It doesn't turn when you want it to. It doesn't go straight. And it sinks. Anyways, anyways, right. Q3 was a bust. <laughs> yeah, Max on pole. Everyone really expected that. And then we get to the race. Yay! Okay. And obviously, before the race... Um, if you watch the Channel 4 coverage, you spend the entire morning on Twitter, and then just as the race is about to start, you switch your phone off and wait for the coverage at, what, 7 in the evening. Yeah, and nobody wants so to know what So you're sat on for six hours. So for context, I turn my phone off at half past 12 when the race is about to start, at which point it's just been raining for half an hour in the F3 race. And I'm thinking, right, this is it. Pouring with rain, we're going to have a great race. And you turn on the coverage at half past six, and it's dry. Uh, it's dry. <laughs> and you're like, oh, Because of it. course it is. But anyway, Verstappen's mistake at the beginning. Let's talk about that. Because what was it? First turn one? First corner, I think it was. Yeah. Well, it's an easy mistake to make. Cold tyres, you just overcook it. And through the runoff, I think he was incredibly lucky with that. Because during the weekend, every weekend, they set out a mandatory return route. So if you make a mistake on the corner, there's a route you're supposed to go to get back onto the track. And he didn't take that. And he got away with it because it's the first lap. But I'd have given him a penalty for that. You would have. That's just... because The rules are there for a safety reason. He literally came off for, like, what, all of 10 seconds? And he didn't even go that far in. If he'd gone further in, fair enough. But he literally came off, what, like, two and a half, three metres? Not even that. There's a very good point that Felipe Massa made in the driver briefing that's on YouTube somewhere. I can't remember which one. Um, that if you're fighting with another car and you go off track like that, you shouldn't have to give up that much time. But if you make a mistake by yourself, like Max did at the start, he wasn't fighting anyone. He'd already got that into turn one. And he made a mistake by himself. He should have passed that chicane. And he didn't. And I think he should have got a penalty. But... I'm not a steward. Unfortunately. And I've spent my entire weekend shouting at the TV because every steward in the country seems to have got it wrong. Don't even get me started on Formula E because, yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch that because I did, just didn't. You said to me, yeah, watch it, watch it, watch it. And I'm like, mm, I sat there going, no. It's good. It's All just, the races are on iPlayer. I just, I love the noise of the Formula One car, whereas the Formula E, they just go... You love the noise of a Formula One car with a V6 turbo hybrid. You are the first person to ever say that. 
I love the sound. F1 Twitter is like, we hate the new sound of the Formula One cars. No. Bring back the V12. No. The V12s do sound good, though. You can't deny that. They are so good. No, whenever I hear a motorbike go past, I'm like, oh, that sounds like a Formula One car. And everyone else just looks at me like, you deranged child. <laughs> okay, anyway. Hamilton. Hamilton <laughs> leads. Hamilton leads after Verstappen's mistake at the beginning, which is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, and this is kind of where the role reversal began. The Hamilton led and Mercedes did a Ferrari on strategy. Yes. I mean, the, the <laughs> first pit stop was all right. And we, everyone was going, uh, the tyres will get to the end easily. And what they hadn't factored is how cold it was. Verstappen managed to get the lead back from Hamilton. Did he on the set first pit stop or not? All I know is that didn't they do, I think it was at Spain, Mercedes did what Red Bull did at France to them. Yeah, and Mercedes have got quite good at doing this, and that's why I was surprised that they didn't see it, that whenever a race is marginally a two-stop, you take the two-stop against anyone on the one-stop. <laughs> Bottas was so mad. He was like, why is no one listening to me? <laughs> well, I would be if I was him, because Mercedes had a track advantage on both cars, and had they pitted Bottas, they've covered all the bases. They left Bottas out purely to block Verstappen and hope he couldn't overtake Hamilton. And that didn't work. And I think Bottas is fed up of being a second driver and being sacrificed every race to try and give Hamilton a win. Yeah, I do feel sorry for him. Bottas, I think if he wasn't just kind of like the second driver, he would do so well, so so much better than he does as just kind of Lewis's sideman to try and protect him from the Red Bulls. Oh, I said this to my mum of all people yesterday, that we know, and I've stated this for a long time, that Lewis Hamilton is the greatest racing driver we've ever seen. And no matter every teammate he's had, Alonso, Button, Rosberg, they're all world-class, even Bottas, and every one of them would have won at least two more world championships had Hamilton not been there. Yeah. And I think that's what the position Bottas is in. Where When he was at Williams, he was so good. And everyone was going, he's the next Lewis Hamilton. He can win world championships. Well, and he goes is... to Mercedes and he's absolutely destroyed by Hamilton. And this I don't is think where that's... we have, though, George come into play because he's at Williams and he has the potential to become the new kind of Valtteri if he wanted to. Not maybe necessarily the exact Valtteri of him being used to protect Hamilton, but I think George Russell has significant potential to do so well at Mercedes, and I really, really, really hope they sign him next year. Well, George had a fantastic race, didn't he? 12th on merit, only just a lap down, and I think that was a fantastic result for him. He cemented that he's by far the number one driver in that Williams car, (laughs) and he has done for (laughs) a very long time. (laughs) The TP doesn't exist. (laughs) Well, even Kubica before him, he beat Kubica 21-0 in qualifying. Oh, that's rough. Um, he absolutely destroyed him. And he was just unlucky. The one time Kubica finished ahead of him in the race, Kubica got one point. But yeah, I George, I think, has proved himself yeah, to be a world-class George has driver. proved himself a lot. It's just his really, really rubbish car that he has that kind of holds his talent back. I don't think Mercedes is the right move for him right now. Ooh, tell me more. I think he needs to wait until Hamilton goes. This is true. I actually, yeah, 
I think Lewis because if Bottas goes this season and George turns back up to be against Hamilton, half a season in, Hamilton will be absolutely destroying the rookie and he'll have had enough because he'll be driving the best he's ever driven in the fastest car he's ever driven and Hamilton will be half a second a lap faster than him anyway. Yeah. Everyone should just sign a petition to make Lewis Hamilton retire. I think that's what it's... No, I, I love this season because Lewis finally has a credible rival again, like he did with Rosberg. <laughs> You're just in it for the rivalry. <laughs> because that's what makes a season good. Anyway, can we talk about um, some of the McLaren overtakes? Like Daniel versus Fernando at the beginning. That was quite a, that was a really good overtake, I thought. He used the line well. What and Lando getting back? Lando, past I was about to say Lando's overtake was really. Oh, because he had such a dreadful start. <laughs> I don't want to say it because he's one of my favorite drivers. Had a dreadful start. He did he did? He had a terrible start, but he made up for it. And what must Daniel Ricciardo be thinking when <laughs> his teammate gets a terrible start? He's minding his own business. Then Norris comes back past him and finishes. <laughs> 10 seconds him. up the road from at the end of the race. <laughs> He's just breezing past him. And that was on pure pace. I don't think there were team orders in there. Here's Ooh. my weekly moment where Emma goes, oh God, he's talking about Sebastian Vettel. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, I'm drinking. And you're probably going to stay silent through this bit and silently try and throw yourself out of the window. Yes, uh, <laughs> 100%. Anyway, Sebastian Vettel was having well, he didn't have a good qualifying, let's be honest. He started 13th, I think, put himself on the hard tyre and drove kidding, quite a kidding, long way into the race. Um, I'm going to find this. Pit stop summary. Come on, internet. Um, he made his first pit stop on lap 37. He did something that the top teams could not do, which was get a set of hard tyres 37 laps. That's fair. I mean, he finished, what, ninth? That's good, especially when his uh, yes. team, teammate yeah. is... and he got two teammate. Points. Oh yeah, his teammates. I thought I was thinking of Quali. His teammate was what? Well, Lance Stroll did a fantastic job as well. Yeah, he came from. He 19th. was on the same strategy as Vettel, just did. a bit for yeah, yeah. and finished tenth. Fantastic day for Aston Martin, who got double points finish. Yay! And that's good for them against their rivals. Okay, they didn't get as many points as say AlphaTauri or Alpine, but they've made ground on. Yeah. And they got damn sight more points than Ferrari did. <laughs> oh, Charles, let's talk about that. Because uh, I know I know somebody, somebody, uh, one of my friends, I think I mentioned in one of my first podcasts, absolutely in love with him. And she was absolutely gutted that Charles got 16th, messaged me saying, what the hell? Direct quote. Well, I think Ferrari's day just went from bad to worse, didn't it? They just couldn't find any pace. <laughs> I mean, Carlos... Just the entire race, they were going backwards. Carlos was 11th, which could it could have been worse. But he was beaten by Lance Stroll, who did one lap in qualifying and started 14 places behind him on the grid. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I'm, I'm just trying to say that, that it could have been worse for Ferrari. Carlos could have been in what? 15th, 14th, 15th, but he wasn't. Yeah, but it can't be any worse because they left the race weekend with no points. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Alfa Romeo didn't exactly do 
that well either. Kimmy, come on. What's got you did so well last week, Kimmy? Come on, Tam, what's the seventeenth going on? Gutted. We haven't even got to the end of the race for the top guys yet. <laughs> I'll do the Mercedes. They stop their car a second time onto the softer compounds of tire and try and catch a slow leader on hard tires that are really old. And from the moment that that looked like it was going to happen, I thought Max had won the race because they pulled off the Mercedes strategy to perfection. I, I mean, was all in all, it's a fantastic day for Red Bull because they've gained more points on their main competitors and they got a double podium. I'm happy for Perez because he is doing very well. I think he could be a championship contender, like you said last podcast. Well, uh, Perez is actually, he was closer to Hamilton Bottas, I think, at the finish. I'm going to maths this. <laughs> Calculator. Uh, no, that, no. As a student at university who does motorsport engineering, you should not be using a calculator. That's illegal. Yeah, but I can't subtract to three decimal places in my Yes, head. you can. Well, it was basically a equidistant, another lap and he'd have been inside Lewis Hamilton. Um, so, fantastic day for Perez. Fantastic day for Red Bull, full stop. <laughs> well, it's a bit. it's been a fantastic few weeks for Red Bull because they've taken three wins in a row. Yeah, they have. They have actually, haven't they? I hadn't thought of that. And I think I think we're seeing old Red Bull coming back. Yeah, I do hope they win this season because they've done so well. It's all the Red Bull. That's what it is. He's drinking too much, and he's it actually has given him wings. <laughs> <laughs> Again, other Mark brands of energy drink are available. <laughs> I swear, all the other some of the other teams though they do actually drink Red Bull. They're literally. Like promoting their rival team. Anyway, um, <laughs> drivers and constructors standings. Ooh, that's a good idea. So, um, should we start from the top? Or do you want to start from the bottom and go on a bit of a curveball? Well, at the bottom, nothing's really changed. None of the bottom yeah, seven well. scored any points at all. <laughs> so they stay as they are. I feel uh, bad for Lance George. Stroll gets one point to close up to Esteban Ocon. Oh, wow. One point. <laughs> Fernando Alonso got a few more points. Vettel's closing in. Well, he was closing in on Daniel Ricciardo, but I think Ricciardo got more points than him. I feel like ever uh, since I've written the article on Alonso, he's stepped up his game. It's really weird. It's oh, like this he... is the reverse then, because every time I say something, they're just instantly cursed. Say something about Lewis. Because <laughs> I need him to be cursed, because I'm sick of him winning stuff and coming like, in the top three, like, all the time. Well, you say that, but Max Verstappen has taken um, three an extra eight... Well, yeah, he's taken an extra eight points on Lewis Hamilton this weekend, putting That's his fair. lead up to 12. But my point still stands that Lewis was still second <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. Sergio Perez, I think, has now moved ahead of Lando Norris. Aww. Um Bottas ahead of Leclerc now, given Leclerc didn't score anything at all. I've got a really cool picture of Lando that I'm painting at the minute. Not gonna lie, it's pretty sick. I'm gonna put it in my I'm gonna put it in my uni bedroom. I'm gonna do one of Carlos. I'm gonna do one of Daniel. And they're gonna sit in my uni bedroom. <laughs> the McLaren McLaren squad is gonna be in my bedroom at uni. You need to get some more historic McLaren drivers in. 
Yeah, but I haven't. I, I've said that I've only started watching it twenty twenty season, which is really shameful. But it was you that introduced me to it, so I can't really. I know I should. Yeah, but that is because I'm an amazing person. Oh, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now we're off track. Constructor standings. <laughs> do you want to do the constructor standings? Um, I mean, or have you done any maths? Hasn't McLaren moved up a place again? Because they were oh. low. I think it was Ferrari, if I remember correctly. Well, they were fifth and sixth this weekend, so they've taken 18 points. Yeah. Um, yes, they've so they will have moved ahead they've of Ferrari. Moved a, yeah, they've moved ahead of Ferrari. Um, because obviously Ferrari, with their dreadful weekend, didn't score anything. What a shame. Um, where did Gasly finish in the end? Uh, Gasly was seventh. Okay, so you've got six, which means AlphaTauria getting away from Aston Martin. Um, Alpine took a couple more points. Um, bottom three now. teams remain unchanged, and obviously the big one, Red Bull extend their advantage over Mercedes. 215 they're on now, aren't they? Mercedes are only on 178. Who would have thought that, eight races in, that Red Bull would be leading both championships? Woo! Go Red Bull! Finally, a change in the podiums and the driver standings and constructor standings. I mean, Aston oh, I Martin. Me. Aston Martin are only five points away from Alpha Tower, so there could be a little change in there, possibly if Seb and Lance. Well, they were obviously quite a lot closer last week. Yeah, I mean, if they continue to step up their game, I think it might just get in with a fifth. Yeah. Well, obviously, we shall see later in the season. Hopefully I'll be back at some point, but Hopefully I think that's everything from me. I mean, you can come back every single race week. We've got a triple head of this one, haven't we? I'm so excited. I know. I know everybody else that I know is really excited Except well. I'm missing football games every weekend to watch the Formula One. Well, that's because Formula One is better. Oh, it's football. Is, I'm, I'm sorry to all the football fans that are listening to this, but I really can't stand... Men in sweaty shorts kicking around a black and white ball. It's just not interesting. Anyways, thanks guys for listening to this interesting and chaotic podcast today. Um, feel free to head over to my Twitter, which is underscore cutting the chicane underscore no caps. I think I just flipped my pen again. Uh, Instagram is the same. Um, and my website is emmalwilford.wixsite.com forward slash cutting the chicane. Go check out my recent articles as well, because they're pretty damn cool. Some cool pictures on there as well. You should go check out Autosport as well. They have some good pictures and some good stories on there, which I have been using, I will admit. Big up autosport.com. Um, Again, other magazine makers and <laughs> racing service providers are available. Autosport is just one of the cool ones. Um, You're shamelessly promoting one of the biggest magazines in the UK. Absolutely. (laughs) And when they hear this, they can pay me for it. (laughs) Anyway, thanks. that ain't you'll get nothing. (laughs) Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. And hopefully, James, we'll see you next week, I think. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'll be back for Austria. Austria. Is it double Austria? Pretty sure it's double Austria. Yes, it is. Anyway, 
bye guys and i'll see you next week